Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. We had been discussing chapter 11, Vishwarupa Dasar, Yoga of Cosmic Form. And as we had been discussing so far, that after learning about ourselves in the first six chapters, we learned about the nature of the Supreme from 7 to 10. And when Arjuna said in the beginning of this chapter, they learned all about the beginning and the end of all the beings, where the people come from and where they go. And you are the resting place. You are the source and the resting place of all. I have this intellectual appreciation. I now understand and therefore my delusion is gone. Up till now the delusion was what is the nature of my life and what was the beginning or the end. That delusion is gone. That much I have now understood that this life of mine is an eternal life. It changes from one form of existence to another to another. However, I still don't understand how I fit in the overall picture, the overall existence. I exist, but how do I fit into the overall existence? I'm not very clear about it. You seem to be talking about that the Supreme is all-pervading and undivided. So I want to see that form, that form of my own existence, where I feel part of that overall existence. That's basically his request. But I want to understand how I fit into this grander view of all-pervading self. Myself, I understood that this is not the only life. There were previous existences before, there may be many more to come. It's an infinite continuum. But how do I fit into the overall existence? I'm still not clear. So Bhagavan said that I will show you that, but you will not be able to understand it unless you change your perspective. And then obviously Bhagavan showed his Swarupa of what is the total existence is all about. What is the total picture? And then we have in the Sanjaya described that there are many mouths and many hands, infinite number of forms and colors, and divi surya sahasrasya bhavet yukpaduttita, as if there are thousands suns are blazing in the sky at the same time. That is the splendor of this being. Seeing this, the only sense Arjuna can achieve is that of surrender. When we are completely awed by something, the only emotion in your heart would be to surrender. So Arjuna completely surrendered to that vision. Once he had this vision, he realized how insignificant he is. 
Therefore, he completely surrenders. And then, obviously, he gives his understanding of what he is seeing. And now I'm seeing all the devas in you. In, oh God, in your body, I see all the gods in you. Up till now, from my cultural baggage, I understood all gods are different from each other. Brahma is different than Vishnu, Vishnu is different than Shiva, Lakshmi is different than Saraswati, Saraswati is different than Parvati. Now I see that they are all in you. Now I understand they are nothing but your own manifestations. So I see all these devas in you. And then you say, I also see these wonderful other beings in you. Anything which I have associated in my world is something other than me. Now I see all of them into you. Therefore, I see you as the Vishnu. Because Vishnu is considered the Lord of all lords, that he is sustaining this universe. So now I see this form of yours is one I have pictured as Vishnu, the Kiritinam, Gadinam, Chakrinam, Chaya. I see you as that Vishnu who is sustaining this universe. Tejoho, Rasim, Sarvato, Diptam, Manantam, His splendor all over. Anything which I can illumine through my senses is illumined by your splendor only. Pasyamitvam dur niriksham samantat. But it is difficult to see it blazing all over. Like someone say, have you seen sun? I have seen sun, man. In the early rising sun and setting sun. But have you seen the midday sun? I tried, but it's very difficult to see. I know it's blazing in the sky, but very difficult to see. I am seeing you, but it's very difficult to see, he says. Then he comes to the conclusion. With this experience, I can conclude that Tvam Aksaram Paramam Veditavyam that you are that imperishable being. All the Upanishads and Vedas which we are describing about that imperishable being, the imperishable substratum which supports this universe, I come to the conclusion you are that. I am now experiencing that. So Swamiji describes here that this is the description of the self, the consciousness. That up till now, I understood consciousness, but as a conditioned consciousness of my own. And I thought that it also has a beginning and an end. At the time of my birth, I was conscious, and I'll be conscious till I die. And then I don't know what will happen to the consciousness. Then now I understand that you are that imperishable <coughs> consciousness. Tvam aksaram. Paramam veditavyam. You are the one to be known. Once I understood the very nature of the self, then I understood the very nature of the imperishable. I understood that you are that. You are that imperishable entity, the being, the supreme. And therefore you are the only one to be known. Veditavyam. Only one to be known. Everything I know other than you is perishable. Exist in time and space. It has beginning and end. But you are the one who is imperishable. Tvamasya Vishwasya Param Nidhanam. You are the storehouse of the entire universe. Everything is contained within you. The Vishwa, 
And Swamiji clarified that Vishwa is not just the physical universe, but the universe of my emotions and my thoughts and my experiences. All the total experiences in this world, yours, mine, his, hers, it's everyone's. All the ideas in this entire universe, all those, you are the Param Nidhanam, you are the storehouse of all of them. They exist in your being only. Every experience I have is because I'm conscious about my experience. When I'm not conscious about my experience, the experience does not occur. So you are that consciousness which makes all the experiences possible. Tvam avyayaha. Therefore you are immutable. Swamiji says, once we understood ocean, up till now I may have only seen the waves in some form. But once I have seen the ocean, I have understood everything about the waves. At the same time, I understood everything about ocean. I understood the old waves exist because of the ocean only. Ocean is the param nidhanam for all the waves. It is the storehouse of all the waves. The same way that which is the basis of all the experiences and existences in this world. You are the storehouse. Waves change, ocean does it. Ocean remains ocean. You are that avyayaha, saswataha dharma gopta. You are that immutable who is the protector of that eternal dharma. And various people have various definitions of dharma. Somebody says that saswata dharma is referring to our Hindu dharma is the sanatana dharma. We don't call our religion anything else because it is the law of being. What we are learning is the law of being, what it is about to be. What is the nature of my existence is my dharma. So therefore it's a law of eternal dharma. It does not change with the cultures. It does not change with time. It does not change with the space. Wherever it is, the law of being remains what it is. Arjuna said that I now understand that you are that imperishable substratum of all the beings are supported by their own dharma. I exist because of the nature of my being, you exist because of the nature of your being, it exists because of the nature of its being. Everything and being its own dharma, that which makes the thing what it is, as long as that dharma is protected, that being remains in that position. As long as I am practicing architecture, I am an architect. The day I retire and say I am no longer practicing architect, I will be called a retired architect. You know? Because my dharma of being architecture is not preserved anymore. Arjuna said, Oh Bhagwan, you are the protector of all dharmas, which keeps things in its own existence. You are the protector, but you remain avyayaha, immutable. You are not changing. Sanatanaha tvam purusho matome. In my opinion, you are that ancient Purusha. Purusha, we have learned before in Bhagavad Gita that the Supreme has two aspects. One is the Prakriti and one the Purusha. Arjuna said, you taught me just in previous chapters that you have two Prakriti. One is the lower, which is manifest, which creates this world of plurality. And that confuses me is what is the relationship between this world of beings and things. But then you also said that you have a higher nature which is very different than your lower nature. 
and that which is supporting the lower nature is called purusha it is my opinion now bhagwan that you are that purusha after seeing your total vision i have now come to the conclusion that you are protecting dharmas of all the beings in that limited existence you make them exist in the limited being by protecting their own dharma but you are that purusha who is supporting all the other manifestation all the other existences as i understand so sanatana tvam purusho mato me you are that imperishable purusha which is supporting this entire universe as it appears anadi madhya ananta viryam so now this is more like a prayer i understood the nature i surrendered myself anadi and in the beginning we have heard the description that i don't see any beginning or end of yours but now he said i am now describing the nature of the purusha the nature of yours is anadi there is no beginning prakriti as we see keeps changing the way i see the universe right now is already changing the stars we see in the sky they are actually not there because what we see is many light years ago what it is today somebody for many light years after will see so therefore it is constantly changing but the reality which makes all this possible is no beginning no end anadi madhya ananta viryam you are without any beginning middle or end and of infinite power ananta bahum sasisurya netram ananta bahum many hands constantly described in our scriptures with god with four hands god with many hands is indicates the power even in the commercial side seen of the women with many hands super moms doing many things at the same time basically hands are our instrument of actions and many hands means you are the source of all the activity which is going on in this universe sasi surya netram your eyes are sun and moon now this is not really that as swami ji says the painters paint one eye the sun and other side moon every experience in my life is illumined by the light of sun as the direct source there is no other experience without this too so i which is associated with the vision is only seeing because of the light light of my consciousness as long as i'm conscious i see things so sasi surya are the indicative of all my experiences that everything which i am seeing is through your eyes only he as the purusha has the consciousness to illumine every experience that i in my life experience so therefore is like i see your eyes as sun and moon pasyami tvam dipta hutasa vaktram and i see you with the blazing fire in your mouth and now the description is changing from sublime to more <laughs> terrible because the same world when we see from one point of view seems wonderful from the other points of view it seems terrible i see your mouth is blazing fire so i mean you also associate that to everything that 
coming out of the mouth has has heat associated with it. So blazing fire in your mouth means that I see that you are illumining all this speech and all the things which I see happening through mouths. You know. Swatejasa visvam idam tapantam and with your own splendor you are heating this entire world. Obviously we see this as Arjuna is seeing, objectifying the experience, but he's actually experiencing and trying to explain the self-experience. With the light of this consciousness, all the world is is illumined, the heated up. With this, all experiences are illumined, all activities are happening. Dhyava prativyaha idam antaram hi vyaptam tvaya ekena disistha sarvaha. Up till now my world was divided by people and places separated by space. The space means nothingness. The new face recognition technologies, the computer recognizes the negative space and positive space and wherever there is no negative space I identify that as an object there is no object here because I don't see the space here so that got to be an object and then it compares that to the memory bank and figures out what it is our mind does exactly that that I see there is no space here that means it's an object there and then goes back into memory bank my memory says it's an elephant but if that space is filled with something now I lost my bearings of how to differentiate objects. I see that the, all the space between the earth and heavens and all the disas, everything around me is filled with you alone. Now it is not possible for my mind to objectify plurality because you are completely filled. I have heard in the descriptions in Upanishads that is all-pervading. But it was very difficult for me to conceptualize what that all-pervading means. You know. Because I thought that all-pervading means that everything else is not there. And you are everywhere. But you see, now I see that all the gaps between this heaven and earth is filled by you. So everything that I consider as objects and everything I don't consider as non-objects is all filled with you alone. There is no space anywhere. Vyaptam tvaya ekena. You are all pervading. Tvaya ekena by you alone. Disascha sarvaha. All the directions, all the quarters. Everywhere I see nothing but you alone. There is no other object which I can separate from you. Drastva adbhutam rupam ugram tavaidam. Vision of yours, which I am seeing, is one hand is adbhutam, is wonderful, for other hand it is ugram, terrifying. And I, as I said, that same experience can be wonderful at the same time as terrifying. I always give the example we went to Mysore one time and went to Vrindavan Garden, and it was a wonderful experience till. Our driver never showed up. We, we had a car, and the car had some trouble, so he said, I'll drop you here, and they will come back and pick you up. They said, okay, we'll be waiting here. 
Well, the entire Rundan garden got emptied. We were the last one. We were the only three people, myself, Meena and my son, sitting there. Nobody. There was one little hut where there was some lamp, so we went there. He was a shop, and he said, well, there is no taxi or anything you're going to get here anymore. Everything is gone. There was the most terrifying experience. That Vrindavan garden that day became the most uh, terrifying place. Well, luckily, there was bus. Well, there was no lights, but suddenly Meena said, let me go and see what, what, is there anybody there. Well, it turned out to be a school bus, and teacher was there, and students were there, and said, we are ready to go in a few minutes, and if you want, we will drop you wherever you need. Well, like the Bhagwan himself came as. So same experience, when we look at it from a safety of our familiar environment, it looks wonderful. When we go to some sightseeing place and we have all the tour guides are there and all the other tourists you know, around you, it's pretty comfortable and dry. When everything is gone, you're by yourself. It's the most terrifying experience you can have. Arjuna said, having seen this wonderful form of yoga, it also feels terrible. Lokatram pravyatitam mahatman and I see that now the, all three worlds are trembling in fear. So we can see our life exactly the same way. When we introduce some speaker, somebody reads his qualification, we say, oh, wonderful. How can one person achieve all that? But then we don't know the other aspect of that person's life, the, what he or she is going through. Our life, when we just highlight all the good points, it looks wonderful. When you remove those good points of what is left, it's all terrible. And if you really see, we live most of our life in fear only. Fear of not accomplishing something, fear of not getting anything, fear of losing something. So our lives also can be seen from two perspectives. From one, it is wonderful. The life is beautiful. We read all this poetry and the WhatsApp gives you every morning. But on the other side is life. Everybody says, Dukkhalayam. Place is nothing but the house of pain only. Both perspectives are equally valid. It's how you look at it. So Arjuna says, now I see both ways. I see your wonderful form and I'm thrilled with it, but I'm terrified by it. And now I see not only I am terrified, all three worlds are terrified by you. So when we see the world from a different perspective, it seems terrifying. We'll stop right here. Om Sarve Bhavantu Sukhina Sarve Santu Niramayaha Sarve Bhadrani Pashyantu Ma Kaschit Dukkha Bhagbave Om Shantihi 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 Harihi Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Harihi Om